0: Hello and welcome to the Heads and Volleys podcast with me, Lee Dunn. All right, Heads and Volleys, I have a wonderful guest today. I'm really excited to get into this conversation because it's something that I myself have been a critic of. So I'm going to welcome Coach Miguel Gutierrez, Coach Migzy, as he's known to his mates. So uh, Migzy, welcome, mate.
1: Well, thank you for uh, having me on in today's uh, podcast. I mean, I... It's great to, you know, see, uh, deliver messages out there in terms of for, for high school and being an advocate for, for high school sports and sports in general.
0: So our, I talk about being a critic because I, I think, worked in an environment where people laughed at the high school, I guess, high school level of play, and we'll, we'll get into that. But give us a little intro of, of who you are, where you live, what you do, where you're from.
1: Yeah, so, uh, where and I coach down in the area, which is like central Coast, uh you know, a little bit uh south bay of, of San Jose, as guess you can say. And I've been coaching for I wanna say six, seven years. Uh have a UF uh yeah, US soccer license the uh working on the sea, but I mean working on it just is quite fun. <laughs> but, uh working on it and um have a background in, in coaching club high school middle school uh, I was a volunteer college coach uh, and you know during my free time I also coach or not necessarily coach but in fact my free time I go and observe coaches uh, I love enjoying that from clubs from and mostly from college coaches just because that's that's where I want to be in their shoes one, one, uh, one day
0: let's explore that a little bit observation so just just when you get time you, you get out and watch do you Converse with those coaches; are they they're happy to have you around. I know we talk a lot about coaches having mentors. So is that kind of the, the approach for you there?
1: Yeah, so I go I go out and you know I'll you know I'll send them a text here and there a message and you know I let them know if, if I'm a, if I can come. I've um, been fortunate enough that that I've been able to connect with all the coaches and they can just have me on. Uh, it, it's great because you know some of them become your mentors and and you just you just learn. Uh, you learn a lot from them, and you know, maybe someday I'll create an opportunity in terms of maybe you know one day coaching at at their at their uh, institution or or just you know learning and and, and you know building being, building off you know uh, off your craft
0: so when you're when you're observing these guys is there is there something in particular that you're looking for or are you just taking it all in are you looking at their coaching style their delivery or or is there a specific set that you look for
1: uh yes absolutely uh it's a great question i look that I look at everything but most importantly, I look at the relationship you know what, what how is the coach interacting with your athletes uh, uh, how is the atmosphere is it a positive is a competitive uh atmosphere um are there any you know look at the at the body language as well from the coaches from from the from the players and and kind of you know determine what's going on on the field and and then also look look into the style of play that they're playing and, and how that translates into the game so I will watch some of the games and uh if there's a home game I'll go and and watch the the, the game and and how the practices relate to the game
0: so a complete soccer, soccer. nut that you have some time available and it's completely filled with doing what you would do
1: anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> There's a crunch time, crunch time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. crunch time <laughs> there, but I mean, I really want to learn and so you just have to make those sacrifices in order to learn.
0: No, that's fair. Absolutely. I think the I mean, talk and we've connected on on Twitter and Instagram and you can ab- absorb as much information as you can there, but I agree with you. You just can't be seeing someone in their environment in their craft you just can't be watching someone engaging with their players or finding a way to challenge them in another way you'd pick up a lot from just observing and i don't think enough people do that
1: yeah, exactly and then again i mean going back on on that uh uh you know time uh sacrifice you can say i mean that was a student and at san francisco stay and and you know driving from from gary to san francisco waking up at 4 a.m and and then getting there at six, 6 a.m. and then observing the, the coaches out there, um, you know, it was it was it was great, and you know, I was lucky enough to to just you know meet a lot of great coaches there and and just learn from colleagues as well. I mean, was able to complete my my undergrad, my B.S. in, in kinesiology, exercise science, and human movement with minor in athletic coaching, and you know, working on on that uh, master's and sports pedagogy, sports science. And hopefully a PhD after. <laughs> but I'll come to this later.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you then: the the most or the best coach, maybe the most influential coach that you've
1: observed or
0: worked with, who would that be? Uh,
1: well, the reason why I got into coaching was actually one of my high school coaches. I mean, he had a big impact on me, and and one of the reasons why I got into coaching was because of him. But uh, you know, I've also been able, fortunate enough to to work and. And uh, you know, observe coaches like Javier Lajara at uh, San Francisco. State. now is at USF. Uh, I think he, he played professional, and mm. he's a great coach. I mean, he turned that program around. And then there was the times where, as an undergrad, I would I would go and just sit down on the bleachers, and I I would see uh, Tracy Ham out there uh, coaching, and you know, I would I would kind of steal their drills, but then modify my way. Um, uh, learning just watching her and uh, her training sessions was was phenomenal and I know she's at UC Davis right now um, but it was it was it was great I mean kind of I'm a I'm a fan of both of them and, and it's just it's great I mean also was able to go and observe um put uh paw at Stanford for the women's mm-hmm. side and Jeremy at uh, Santa Clara and uh, Adriana Fast at San, uh, San Jose State I mean I spent more time there I've went like four or five training sessions out there and, and just it was it's great you're just surrounded by great colleges and and great coaches and and I think um people should coaches should take advantage of it I mean I know I am and, and I just want to just humble and want to learn
0: no it, it, it's so it's so valuable and like you said you you make you make sacrifices you you maybe give up on on some other things to get out and and experience those things but when you're learning your craft and I think we should all still continuously be learning it it's so valuable so I think that perhaps your your players will thank you for this without even realizing because you've coached. You have a, an impressive, I guess, experience range from club to high school, middle soccer, middle middle school soccer, and so you uh, talk about the little comparison between or what you see or your experiences being between club soccer and high school soccer.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. So some of the differences that I that I see is. Um, you know, we're we're in club. There's there's players, you know, that and and in high school too, and, and middle school that you know may you know kind of could probably sh- you could say they they struggle um, in terms of like development, and so and and in club you have you have say players who um, there's in club you say you, you're you hold tryouts and you have a you have oh six tryouts or oh five tryouts, whatever it may be, and some clubs have like massive, uh, massive, ma- ma- massive teams in, in clubs in terms of like that age group. So say they might have like a, a a team, a b team, or c team. You know, like the greens, whites, the blues, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. If you're following this, but uh, you know, they they have a lot of those those things, and I think sometimes that that could that could be hard in, in terms of development because you know a lot of the coaches just look at the at the a-teams and and focus more on the a-teams not the not the b-teams not the c-teams and and i know clubs out there who and not all of them but i I do know a club that they had like the their b-team or the c-team i forget which one it was they didn't have a club coach and all they had was a volunteer parent and (laughs) and you know those girls weren't looking to to play college or anything like that but but still it's you know it's it, you know, it's crazy. They it should, it should be at least a coach. That's there.
0: a that's a reality, and I, I I think it's a reality in in a lot of youth clubs that they see dollar signs walking in and not necessarily players.
1: Exactly, and so and going back to the the you know high school club, I think for as as far as as club, you know, you 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 pay to play, right? Whereas high school, you you don't you don't. There's no money being paid. You know, you're not paying. Get playing time I mean I think in in high school you have to work more you have to work more I think you have to work harder I think just so you can get playing time or club I mean you should get playing time and I mean at the end of the day parents are paying for it so I mean I think I think you should get playing time there but um I've I've enjoyed high school I've enjoyed high school and 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 like the atmosphere um uh, you know I did you know depends the coach uh, what kind of atmosphere they, they bring to the table, but I've enjoyed, enjoyed coaching in high school and, and middle school as well. Um,
0: you made an but, interesting point about playing time there in terms of kind of kids earning their spot in their teams for high school and kind of not not having to pay for that. So it's almost like parents, I guess we always go back to parents, but there's often a, a claim that we're paying all this money and we should be able to play. And so guess like you say high school it's a it's an honor thing as opposed to buying your way into the club if you want to say it like that but in terms of actually earning your starting spot
1: yes and and again um depending on you know what uh well, you know depending on the high school you you're you're going to if it's a, it's if it's a competitive one or, or not i mean we were here in the, in the central Coast, i mean there's a lot of great schools out there and great a lot of great players and and going on, going on, going on that. I mean, at least what I do on my per, my program is we have players who who come out and try out. Correct, and you know some some of these players may not be MPL players or ECNL players or whatever they may be, but you know they have you know good attributes and and they bring good uh, quality that that I like. And so sometimes with them, I'll you know put them on the varsity and and just, you know, give them a shot, give them a shot. And I think what I like most about the high school than, than the club is that if they're incoming freshmen, you know, they're playing up against, you know, a higher age group and, and a higher, uh, I guess you can say level players. Um, and for that, for them to do that, I think it's, it's great just because when they go back to the club they're you know, they, they stand out and I've had players, uh, Personally, come up to me and, and tell me, you know, like, hey, you know, I like I like high school better than than club. I, I wish, you know, club had the same atmosphere in the same same way they they can challenge me. Um, so I, I think I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, coming from from a player pers- uh, perspective. You know, I always thought club was a bit more challenging, which it could be depending on you know where where you play and and uh, and you know the type of teams you play. But uh, you know, I, I going back on your question, I think. I think uh, playing time at high school is, you know, you have to work hard for it.
0: Well, the players are older too, so the concept of earning, earning your playing time and earning your, um, your spot on the team I think is so valuable that you can't really query your playing time.
1: I mean, you have to work hard for it, right? I mean, it's not going to come easy. And so I try to tell that to my girls. I mean, you, you have to work hard for it. Um, so and I mean, of course, if they don't get playing time, of course you can, you know, talk, start talking about the sports psychology and and all the good stuff. And you know, not getting playing time may may uh, affect you know performance or or may lead to dropout. Which which I agree, and you know, which I agree. I mean, there's research out there, but um, and 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 varsity high school. I mean we have players who are willing to sit on the bench and, and get playing time uh, or not get playing time and, and, you know, just be part of the, of the team. I mean, in high school, sometimes uh, athletic directors hire coaches to, to bring winning programs. And a lot of parents and, you know, people out there don't, don't see that. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on us coaches at, at the high school level. Um,
0: yeah, I can do uh... So let me, let me ask you about the, the season, you talk about pressure, and interestingly that players, like a player would say, high school over club, and I guess I never really thought about having an opinion either way, but really exploring the idea that, the, or my understanding for a long time has been the, the condensed high school season, and the intensity of it, and the frequency of games, and the amount that... The, the the amount of stress that's placed on players. So you look at even not having this shared playing time and being in a competitive environment where you want to win or you're pushing for championships. And so you play your top players a lot. And so things like periodization and, and rest periods come into it. So let's explore that a little bit in terms of that real condensed season. And maybe that's why players like it because it's lots of games and lots of competition as opposed to once a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely, and that's a great question too. I mean, I I love the the fact that high school houses a lot of game, um, and you know, uh, we the high school at least in our league, the BVL league, uh, we were trying to, you know, minimize playing three games a week and 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 stuff. You know, because that you know from coming from a sports time background, that is tough playing you know three games a week and stuff, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and that's that's tough. Definitely takes a toll, you know, on, on the players. And so now we have games Tuesdays, and, Tuesdays and Fridays, uh, which is a bit better. You have you know three three days rest there, and you have to modify your training sessions, you know, to prepare for for games on on a Friday or a Tuesday. And you know, the, the way I did it, at least for my for my program, was you know we are a lot of most of a lot of high schools here in, in Central Coast have have access to either athletic uh, athletic trainers or. Or anyone from that profession, uh, PTs, and so what we had it, it was that we did ice baths and we did uh, recoveries and and all that good stuff. But you're not, I'm not always playing the same players in terms of lineups. Right. I mean, there's all there's um, players that would play certain games, but you know, there was always always time that we would give other players opportunity, and we would rest some players for for other games. And you know, some players didn't like it, but uh, I mean, you know. I see it from a from a injury uh, perspective. You know, we don't want them to get injured, and and you know, we want them to you know have have the best uh, high school experience. Um, so that and-
0: that sounds. Uh, the more I think about it, and I think about, I guess my my issue, and I guess a common issue that you would hear is that high school is it's a condensed season. I want to explore kind of the playing level separately, but the idea that if we you're putting players in this environment where there is a demand, it's almost replicating a college environment or even a pro environment. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if I think about it, even just on that that macro level of resembling the experience or the environment that they really want to find themselves in in two, three, four years down the road, then surely it's a good place to start for them, isn't it? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. It's definitely a great um, great place to start. And you know, I have. I have some girls who, who are, who want to go and play college, um, whether it may be community or four year. And, you know, I tell the girls, uh, you know, look, this is the closest you're going to get to, you know, maybe playing a a college, um, a similar atmosphere. And, uh, and, you know, in club you get, you get the competitiveness, I I think too. Um, But it's just the, the pride of, of, you know, representing your, your school and you can argue it's the same for a club. You can, you know, you take uh, pride in, in representing your, your club, but I feel it's, it's, uh, it's more similar, uh, you know, like college in terms of you're, you're playing for the school you attend, you're, you're playing for, for the city that, you know, that you probably grew up in and, and, you know, you have friends in your teams and, and, and you know, students and, and just the whole school behind you, I think.
0: It's like that school pride, the idea of, yeah, I agree with you, that I, we all probably know enough kids that will move on from a club if they don't like the coach or they don't like the playing time, but you don't really change high school for that. You, you, you represent your high school
1: with pride. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, again, you have a lot of players from different backgrounds, different different clubs, and I love, and I love, I love that because – you have players from, you know, good, good clubs, at least in mine. you have, you know, players from MVLA, you have players from Santa Clara Sporting and, and, and Orchard Valley and, and, you know, just players from different clubs. And I, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty sweet because you, you, you combine all of them. And it's just like, you, you, uh, you create this like um, master team and, and great team, I, I think. And there, you know, and you get also get players who might not be playing in big clubs and, and they they contribute to the team a lot and they might not get a lot of credit at their club but they get a lot of credit here at high school or, and they're developing i think that's that's great
0: so i want to ask you then about the the any sort of pushback so I know that the high school season changed here in Northern California and it changed to a winter game so that clubs would release players and there'd be no conflict of what, what used to be fall high school soccer and fall club league too. So do you, do you see any, any issues with clubs releasing their players to high school during the winter? Do you find any players that are not allowed to play by their club?
1: Um, so... And usually a lot of clubs out here are, are, are pretty good at it. Um, I know uh, some, I know towards like November, there's always those uh, showcases, but I mean, the, the CIF, the CCS, I mean, they, they do a great job in, in um, allowing players to, you know, all right, if you're going to play high school, th- this is the date that you need to stop playing. And, you know, as a high school coach, we tell that to our players, like this is the date you have to stop playing. If there's a showcase or tournament, you know, you have to pick either or the, or um, you can't do both because you hear your high school will be, you know, will be in jeopardy of you know, of losing the season. Right. Right. And, and usually a lot of coaches uh, do a great job in, in doing that club coaches. Um, so it hasn't really been a big issue. Uh, I don't know how it'll be this upcoming year with this whole COVID-19 thing, but uh, <laughs> uh, I do know that, you know, Coaches do a great job, and, and, and tournaments out there do great jobs and, and in trying to, trying to do that. Northern California is pretty good at that. Um,
0: well, there's also been a combination now, I feel, that coaches that coach club and typically older players, too, will also coach high school. So it's yes. a vested interest in releasing players or not having an issue for those players to go on and play because now they're also benefiting in the high school environment, too.
1: Yes, and for me too. I have I have you know girls who I coach club, and then once club season's over, we transition. We all transition to high school, and <laughs> and you know they're all, they all go to different high schools, and I go my own high school. So it's it's fun.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you about the level of play then, because early on when I first came to the US, the 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 fear, I guess, when the kind of conflict that I talk about was. The coaches would say to their best players, stay and play here because you go and play high school, you're going to play against, there's a chance you play against a kid who doesn't know what they're doing because that high school that they're playing against doesn't have very good players. And so they find themselves against an opponent who isn't as good as them. Injuries are higher, issues of whatever happening on the field are higher because you're not playing the same level. And so do you find that? Do you think, is that just what people were saying to keep their players and stop releasing them for high school and facing injury or... Is that something that's genuine
1: no I think I think um i I can understand why some club coaches may say that, and yeah, there are are high schools out there who might not have the, the highest uh best teams out there play or might play the best teams out there, And, you know that's you know that's I think you have to let the player decide whether they want to play or not with regardless of the of the um level, and you know just have them try out for maybe a year and then if they don't like it, they don't see the the level is good enough for them and and yeah of course they can go back to club um or you know if if they're not liking high school for some reason and throughout say you know half the season they want to quit and go back to club and by all means i mean no one's forcing them to to play or anything um they're they're definitely they definitely could could do that um but yeah yeah i understand where where some club coaches may be coming from and if if you know the level isn't there then yeah um you know, coaches, coaches, club coaches have um, you know great, okay, great way to argue in that um, you know, <laughs> to, to come and play cl- uh, club, and you know if, if they're high, if they want to go and play, you know college or something. And a lot of these players that end up um, not playing high school is probably the, the ECN now uh, girls or NPL girls and the DA especially. Um, so you know that it's, it's a tough decision on the player, but you know, at the end of the day, it's their decision and, and, you know, whatever, they they feel happier.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's a fair point that it is that players can make those decisions. And I know there's a a guy in the club that I coach at. He has been told he's not allowed to play high school because of the level he's playing at. And so he and I ask him about that. And does that bother you? Is that an issue? Because that's something that's why I was excited for this conversation because he – was told that he wasn't allowed but he was okay with that and so that was I don't know if that was him just kind of accepting it or if he could see that the pathway he was on was perhaps it didn't need high school soccer and he didn't feel perhaps that you know school bond or that feeling of representing this high school anyway but I think it's tough when all of his teammates from his club team are now off playing high school soccer and playing for city championships and school pride like we talk about but I think maybe if he was given the choice and the options perhaps he would take that choice but I don't think players are ever really given that choice
1: right um yeah and you know going back on that I always everything all that I tell all my club girls and, and you know girls that I train privately too it's like and, and boys you know if you know just go out and, and try it out I mean that you're not just going to always learn from one coach. There's coaches out there that can, you know, maybe not be the best coaches and, and then you learn something from them. Um, you might, you may learn something that, that the, your, your primary coach may, may not see. Yeah. And, and I tell, I, I say this because I know a lot of players out there that, you know, kind of lack self self-confidence, but then there can be a coach who may be good at, at rebuilding that self-confidence. And when they go back to club that, next thing you know that their their self-confidence is, is high and and you know i always tell my girls i'm not the best coach out, out there you know i have a little bit of experience <laughs> but you know something that, that I, I take pride, at, pride in is is building players confidence and and you know just again uh, players should just try to learn from different coaches you you you're, you become a better coach a better player once you learn from from other other coaches and, and teammates as well
0: talk about this idea of developing confidence and and kind of connecting with the player too and think if we look at even the playing time issue and and maybe players not earning a starting spot or playing in the big games and such how do you how do you work through those situations what do you do you have a couple key things that you do when you're trying to build this confidence or build this environment or relationship with players
1: Yes. Uh, yes, definitely important to build that because, you know, you, you will get players that are like, all right, I'm in this team. Like, this is a really good team. How come I'm not playing games? How come I'm not playing, you know, starting? And, and you'll get players who will come up to you and, and ask you this question. And what I like to do is, you know, I like to offer, you know, personal personal training for for the high school girls. And, like, you know, I, I tell them, hey, you know, I feel like you need to work on this. Um, You know, let me know how I can help you become better Um, and I always text the girls after the game uh, after training sessions uh, or before and and let them know hey like this is what you kind of you know missing out on and can you you know you improve let's try to improve on it and just you know having a great coach athlete relationship is is, should is key for for players confidence I think Um, and and again what I like to do a lot uh, is they yeah they have players who who might have not played well, but it's just having that that trust and that in that uh key uh that coach athlete relationship strong and if if they're not starting right now say they're a freshman or sophomore you know I tell the girls hey look i s- i may not i see you my future plans and I want you to play like this and and like that, and you know it's it's continuing to build on this and and um see what well, we can make the best out of it, and i'll I let them know like how, let me know how I can make your, your high school experience better and you know they're they're pretty you know their scrolls are you know mentally strong and 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 they will say it, they will speak up once the coach is really interested in them
0: a good point about really connecting with the players and letting them know that you're there and I want to reiterate the point that you said about. If you feel like a player needs to improve in a certain aspect, and maybe that's an effect in their playing time or something that can really help them improve in, in gaining more playing time, that you actually offer that support to them too. Because I think a typical approach as a coach is to to critique. We often try and fix before we we really understand. But really saying to a player, you need to do better at X, Y, and Z, but Offering that too is something that maybe as a coach, we could all do a little bit better off and really connecting with that individual on, on the how as, and, and not just necessarily what.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Under, you know, telling players like how can they improve is, is, uh, it's great. And and as a coach, I'm still learning a lot about, a lot about myself. So, you know, there's times where, yeah, I messed up and i I, you know, let some pair, uh, players down but then at the same time I was also to you know uh you know those players that that might have got their hopes down or 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 confidence I was able to reach back to them and let them know hey you know I've been I've been learning a lot and and you know learning a lot about coaching and and more and you know just know that I I believe in you and and I'll offer some you know training (laughs) again and, and and let them know hey you know this is this is this is how um I want you to improve and, you know, I'll, I'll send them like some videos of some, of some players or watch some players and, and just, you know, build on the skills as well. But yeah, it's, it's always, I'm always, I'm a firm believer of all my players that I coach, and, and I always try to, you know, get the best out of them if, if I can, if, whether they like me or not, I, I'm, I'm always there for my players.
0: <laughs> You'd said, I believe in you. And that's, imagine how empowering that is to to be told that from, from anybody that somebody says, I believe in you. Like my wife says, I believe in you. You can do it. And I'm like, yeah, great. Thanks. Like that, You have to say that. You're my wife. But she, I trust that she wouldn't say it if she didn't believe it. But then for, for your coach and the impact that we have on players is it goes so much further than just what we do in games and in practices that, you know, they're talking about you when they're sat having dinner with their family or high school girls are hanging out with a boyfriend and they're talking about soccer or their coach or whatever like right. you know that you that those words have such a lasting effect on the players that we just we just don't even realize so thinking about being this positive role model for our for our players is is it's so important and often we say the wrong thing and it gets taken, and it it runs away from us, and we put these players in perhaps a bad mindset, or maybe they don't like us anymore because we called them out on something and, and we didn't quite do it in the right way that works for them. But if you are believing in every player and you're setting up every individual to have success, what does that look like in your team environment? How do, are you seeing a benefit? Have you done things differently and now doing things in a different way that you're seeing a, a comparison or a contrast or a significant
1: uh, Oh, yes, absolutely. And and going back on, on, um, on earlier, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to go observe coaches was because, you know, I, I wanted to learn more because there was times where, you know, I as a coach messed up and, you know, there was times where I'll be like, I sometimes we're so, us coaches, we're, we're so stuck on, on winning. Right. And, and, you know, there was times where, where you know, as when I first started coaching in my first year or so, uh, I would promise players playing time this and that. And, and sometimes that wouldn't happen. And then, you know, I'm the one that looked like a jerk. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, going, going based on your questions you that, you know, that it's definitely a, uh, you know, I've definitely grown into my game in terms of like, you know, if I were to promise something, you know, make sure if I say, Hey, Sally, you're going to play, uh, these minutes you know make sure sally get those minutes that way she won't become disappointed but also she would be in her mind would be like oh coach believes in me. he's giving me that uh you know that chance to to create something here and and i think uh my program at least i was able to do that with a lot of players and i'll continue to do that more more of that at at my at my program and and we we built a great uh team chemistry this year and and that's what got us far into, into, the, into the championship this year. And I mean, school hasn't gone into the championship in a while. And, and to be able to do that was was, was great.
0: Now, do you, for, for feedback on that for you, do you then follow up with your players in terms of how did I do? Because I try and do this with my players. Right? I, I work on individual development plans with them. And I'm starting to ask the question, or be- get them to become familiar with sharing their feelings and their feedback, and not just telling me, "Yeah, it was good," and removing that word from their vocabulary, or "Yeah, right. I-, I had fun," "Yeah, I liked it." Like, tell me more about it. So, do you do the same thing with your players? Too? Oh, yes,
1: absolutely. Um, for for my for the high school at least, I I do end of the season surveys, which is anonymous, and you know, I I, I put out some some legitimate stuff out there and, and ask, you know, questions. Like I, there was a question I asked uh, this season, um, how, you know, how could do, how can I do a better job um, in improving you as an athlete and and stuff like that. And, and I had great responses and, you know, some of the responses you didn't want to read, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's something that, that you have to, that you have to take and, and, you know, not, not not punish yourself, I guess you can say. But um, you know, it's 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 great to get that feedback from them because they might see something else. And at the at the end of the day, they're the ones playing the sport, right? Mm. And and you know, at the end of the day, also you want them to develop. Um, so I, I definitely take their feedback seriously, and and you know, I always try to see okay, how can I improve this? Uh, you know, next year, and and so you know, what I what I did again did that survey and. Now I'm like planning okay this is what I need to do a bit better um so so yeah, I know I think I think it's great giving those surveys um i I always do them in an anonymous because you know i, I want i wanna know what what players are saying
0: um now, do you find that you get a, a more honest response by doing I, it anonymously
1: oh yes, absolutely i get I get a lot of honest response i mean I know one of them <laughs> I know one of them this year has just uh, stated you know. I think you could do a better job and just communicating a bit better with those and and this and that. And and I thought that was valid because, you know, I thought that was actually one of my weaknesses and I'm glad, you know, some girls were able to to see it. And of course, other girls were able to spot up, spot up, uh, you know, some other weaknesses of mine that I didn't even know that or that I wasn't aware of. And, and, uh, you know, gives me more, uh, more confidence and, 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 and knowing that, okay, these, these girls see this, how can I get, you know how can I improve on this? And you know I'm I'm lucky enough that I have a lot of great uh, network of coaches who I can rely on and and you know ask them questions and ask them hey you know they said this how can I improve on this from your experience? So.
0: It's a big <laughs> it's a big deal that I don't think maybe enough coaches do it and that's often asking for that feedback and much like the idea of minutes it's uncomfortable so when someone says can I get minutes? You just say, yeah, sure. And get them away from you and get them out of your face. And so you don't have to deal with that situation. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. And I think maybe the situation's the same in terms of asking for feedback in that players will probably just tell you what they think you want to hear. And I agree with you. The idea of being anonymous is it helps a lot because And I, to be honest, you probably know who the players are anyway. You can tell by their writing styles or the issues that they may have had because you're an observing individual. You kind of see the way players behave or you know the players that haven't played so much. You can probably figure out who they are. And I don't think the point is to know who it is, but it's you can always tell. But the main thing is getting that feedback because it's easy for someone to to just ignore it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and going on, on that too is just, you know, I like to create a a positive environment for, for all my teams, for club in high school, middle school. You know, I've always liked to, uh, and I, and I've learned this from, from coaches and coaching education, you know, um, one coach one time told me as on my, uh, as my undergrad at San Francisco state, he's like, you know, the the way you get more from players or from athletes is, you know, when you come and uh, you bring the energy to the team, you you know if you come with the, with the match phase or or something then teams are not going to respond well. You make sure you're always positive and and this and that and you know I I've, I I've, uh, I learned that from from him and and I'm very energetic when I come to the field. I stand by you know by by the by the fans and and you know greet every player and like I always ask questions and and you know who the, I always I always try to switch it up. I, I'm not always saying like. How was your day? I was like, "Who inspired you to who inspire you today?" Right? Uh, you know, um, it's just simple stuff like that. Simple questions, kind of, you know, gets a pair of like, "Oh, well, coach is asking me questions. He wants, he's interested." Yes, in about
0: me. me, yeah. Right,
1: and, and so again, building that relationship, with them at, at at the personal level, I think it's important. You know, they're humans first, and and players second. So I think that's very important.
0: Do you have a way that? You and maybe you do, maybe you don't, and maybe a conflict. I'm not sure, but the way that you can connect with your players. So the season being being so short, I know that you said you work with some of your players in both formats of club and high school. What about those players that play elsewhere? Do you have contact with them in the off season too?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Like you know, like right now with the situation, I'll I'll, I'll text some of them. Hey, if um, some of them play out, you know, from far like hey you know what are you doing to to improve and during these times are you uh, are you staying active if, if you're not please let me know and we can i can set up you know like a little fitness thing for you or, or something you know just trying to get a hold of them and you know it's not just the player but also the parents like hey you know how how is sally doing um you know how is she how is she getting better and and just really really again like you uh Texting them, calling them. Um, I usually try to t- call them more, just because it's or uh, it's more a uh, you know personal, I guess. But also tell them, hey, you know, I'm also I'm available whenever you guys want to you know call or text. Just just know that I'm here for you, girls, and and you know I want to help you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, given that the school season is so short, and I know you're involved in club, what do you do? kind of beyond beyond the high school is that is that the highlight of your year is is that just a part of what you do I I know that our focus here has been all about high school so I think I know the answer to it but what are you doing outside of outside of that high school season
1: Uh, I coach club and then I I do private trainings uh but also I also teach you know elementary PE so I mean it's uh that's what I do um (laughs) I love I love coaching whether it may be soccer whether it may be you know, other sports, or whether maybe just just you know, just getting pl- uh, athletes and and uh, students just getting getting active is is important to me. Um, but yeah, I think high school is a, is the biggest highlight for me, just because you know it it all, although we have a lot of games, it could be short and it could be long at times. You can make it long by you know going through postseason. Um, but yeah, definitely um, is the most highlight. Of, of my coaching career just because it's it's just the atmosphere and and just it's great I, I like it
0: I'm becoming I'm fast becoming a convert supporter of high school I think I've had several conversations on this now uh, with with coaches who are applying their trade really that they use they use all of their other experiences to deliver the best experience for the high school athletes and I always thought that High school was a secondary thought, maybe for coaches that were off season and had nothing else to do. But right. actually I think it's kind of going the other way that this is the highlight because it's such a competitive
1: and quote unquote professional yeah. environment. Yeah. And again, I mean there's like going back on the uh, question earlier of some that yeah, you know, some coaches may be opposed to the high school, but but then again, I mean, if you have half of your team, club team playing in high school and half not playing, I mean, at least you know they might not be playing in, in the highest, you know, high school level, but at least they're out there. You know, getting touches on the balls and 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 you know, getting getting those those touches on the ball is very important. I mean, you you improve by by playing in the game, right? And you know, they they'll continue to improve, no doubt about it, whether it may be high level or or uh, or low level. I mean, they can be the a great the greatest player on on the lowest, you know, high school division and yet um, you might have, you know, players, they might play a great team and, you know, they may be the best team in their high school team and, and they'll, 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 like, triple team her or, or double team a player and they'll learn ways to get out of that situation and they can translate that into a club. And although it might have been a low-level high school team, you know, they, they learn something, right? So yeah, I,
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: I think that's very, very important, you know, just get the players out there. At the end of the day, they're they are they're playing the game
0: <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> we're the facilitators if we really understand our position we're the ones setting them up to go and to go and execute exactly so now uh, how do we how do the listeners get in touch with you how do they follow along with your story how do they follow along with what you're doing
1: yeah um i'm i'm on social media instagram is Best option for them to get a hold of me. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn as well, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Um, I I have my email. I I believe on on the Instagram. If you go on there and click the email, they can message me there or or you know just direct message me through through Instagram. I mean, uh, Coach Migzi,
0: M-I-G-Z, right? Yeah,
1: M I G Z I Coach and then Z. So you know, it, you know, I I love networking with with coaches and and I you know I just love networking with with many and you know, there's projects out there that I can be involved in. I'll, I'll be more than happy. I mean, I have a lot of free time right now. And, and again, I just, I'm a young coach and I just really want to learn from, from more veteran coaches and, and just learn the game more um, right well, now. Yeah, Zach, before yeah, chatting actually. with you, I was reading <laughs> some United soccer stuff. They have free stuff out there. So, I mean, yeah, just taking advantage of every, any resources out there is, is beneficial for me. And, and I'm sure as coaches
0: we're in an unprecedented time, right? So we don't really know what our season, if any season, is going gonna, is gonna to look like. And, and exactly,
1: when, yeah. When we may end up
0: like on the field. And so I know I tell people that listen to this all the time. I talk about Twitter and I talk about all the other social media platforms in which there are so many like-minded people out there. You've just got to put yourself out there or at least reach out to people. If you see someone doing something that you like or talking about something that you like – most coaches you are the prime example in that you spend a lot of time shadowing people who to be honest don't owe anything they don't they they don't need to have you shadow they get right you like nothing out of it but that just goes to show the the what the soccer environment is like that everybody is is trying to benefit their players and benefit the game and if anybody ever had any reservations about reading reaching out to anyone, then I think exactly you've set the standard here that that nobody's ever really gonna say no to you
1: exactly yeah exactly I and mean, I think I think you're absolutely correct i mean uh I'm lucky enough that I was able to build something off, off my you know social media and like you know just like you and I connected twitter and instagram and I, you know i've I contacted it a lot and connected with a lot of coaches through through social media again and you know it's 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 great it's a great atmosphere i think we're we're in a in a great time right now that you know connecting with with you know coaches and you know individuals who may be in, in the career that you want to be in is is you know you have a lot of access out there it's just a matter of you you know sending the the message and and you know connecting with with those people so again thank you
0: (laughs) no amazing thank you very much mate i am excited for everybody to listen to the story of high school here from you and and i want to kind of praise you really for for putting yourself out there and just trying to be the best that you can be because your players are going to benefit and the environment in which you create and the environments you work are only going to create a better experience for those players and if we're really looking at amount of players that are going to go on from there and and become lovers of the game and and become the next level of coaches because they had such a positive experience then I can only thank you enough for doing that for the game so thank you mate. Migsy shares a really really interesting story and one that I've come to appreciate so much more, especially over the last few years, of coaching older players and really understanding their drive and and what matters a lot to them in terms of the pride of them representing their school. And I think that's really important and often forgotten. It was certainly forgotten by me when I was influenced by coaches early on and the changing the high school soccer landscape to really appreciate what the environment creates for players. And as Migsy says there, the the environment that you can create and the replication of the next steps for those players is really important. So I've certainly become a convert in supporting this, this overall idea of play, kids playing for their high school. And it's not a case of saying they should or they shouldn't, but certainly an opinion on it. I'm never going to tell a player that they can or cannot. But I really take away just the main point from Migsy here of believing in the players and letting them know that. I think that was a significant takeaway. So definitely collect connect with Coach Miggsy on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Migzy. You can also connect with me as always at Lead During these trying times, I'm trying to bring as many podcasts as I can. So look out for another one coming next week. And in the meantime, follow along leadonsoccer.com. I have a bunch of content available on there in terms of you assessing your own environment with a mastermind environment. I'm offering some training online for teams where we use the, the tools of like Zoom content with, I've done it with my players and I'm looking to do it with your players or your in individuals too so reach out let's connect let's let's talk more about how we are challenging and and engaging not only ourselves but our players too and until next time i'll speak to you soon